Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Basic West. All right, I did it, y'all. I made it through my first holiday as a newly sober person, and I have a lot to say about it. And frankly, I have a lot to say about a lot of things right now. Today's episode is going to be reminiscent of a stream of consciousness, brain dump, whatever you want to call it type format, because I I am just having one of those days, and I guess in large part, one of those weeks and periods, seasons in my life, whatever you want to call it, where I feel like I just can't turn off the noise. And I know this is due in large part to sobriety because I don't have that escape anymore that I used to have with alcohol. And I'll talk about this more later on in the episode. But holy shit, I am just like, <laughs> I feel like I'm a bit of a prisoner of my own mind right now. And I said this on my Instagram story the other day. It was like, you know, the moments are hard, but the life is far more beautiful in reference to sobriety. And shit, I am really in the thick of that right now. And it feels like this hard moment is incredibly prolonged. And I know that on the whole, things are much better, but I'm still feeling like I am barely escaping kind of the grasp of wanting to drink and drinking. And in big news for me, I am hitting 60-60 days of sobriety on Sunday. And if you had asked me even 61 days ago if I ever thought I would be in this position, I would have thought that you were completely off your rocker. I just like, even saying it out loud sounds crazy because I could never get more, like I don't think I'd ever gone more than 10 days in the past eight years without a drink. And I only did that 10 days once. Like it wasn't like a bunch of periods of, you know, like week long cleanses or detoxes from alcohol. That was like the first time I really tried to quit and I just couldn't keep up with it. And so I'm definitely still getting my sea legs and 60 days is just minuscule in the scheme of a life, but it is a long period of time in the early days of sobriety. So I'm trying to not, I don't know, like discount my achievement thus far and use kind of the pride that I feel and the joy that I feel knowing that right now to fuel me for the next 60 days and then the next 60 years, i.e. the rest of my life. I want to use today to be brutally honest with you all because sobriety is not all sunshine and rainbows. And I use my social media primarily to talk about the joys and the positives of sobriety because when I was at the lowest points of my alcoholism, when I was really trying to get sober, I could always find something to justify why I why I could keep drinking or like why the way that I consumed alcohol wasn't a problem and how it was actually really normal. And I was just getting too in my head when I called myself an alcoholic or admitted that I had an addiction. And the truth of the matter is like, There are pros and I don't want to say cons. That sounds like the wrong word for sobriety, but there are like high points and there are low points. That's the right way to put it. There are these really beautiful moments or these really profound moments. On the whole, sobriety is the most transformational, beautiful, important, monumental thing that has ever happened in my life. But the days can be really, really hard. In early sobriety, there have been a lot of moments that have felt really lonely. There has been so much temptation. Like temptation is omnipresent in learning how to stand strong in your convictions, even when you don't feel that convicted in the moment. I guess like having to pull from these depths of yourself that you may not have had to before to stay 
and stand firm in your decision to not drink and to stay sober, like that is not easy. And as someone who really needs validation for things, you're not going to get that everywhere you go. You know, you can seek out community that will validate you, which, you know, I've done and has been so helpful. And that has been, you know, one of the keys to staying sober. But in my everyday life, like I am not getting a blue ribbon for choosing not to drink when I go out or staying sober when it is the last thing that I want to do. And so if you get anything from this, I want you to know that if you are struggling to navigate your relationship with alcohol, if you are struggling to get sober, if you are struggling to stay sober, that is so normal. And when I put out all these positive things about sobriety, it's again, trying to serve my former self with information and with content that I wish that I had had previously that I think would have been helpful. But at the same time, like, girl, I am right there with you. I am struggling day in and day out. And my my hope is, and what I've heard from other people, is that the struggle lessens and it just becomes another thing in your life. You know, you will always have to actively work to be sober if you have an addiction because it is a sickness. It is a disease. It's something that, you know, your body and your mind are, are like constantly lying to you and trying to get you to drink. So you need to be able to you know, rail up against that. But on the whole, like it won't be everything that you think about for your whole life. You won't constantly be thinking about drinking or not drinking. And one of the reasons I've been wrestling with a lot of these highs and lows of sobriety recently is because I've put myself into situations that make it really hard to stay sober. In early November, I went to my first big event sober. I went to the wedding of one of my good friends from college down in Charleston. So we were taking early sobriety combined with a wedding where alcohol is everywhere. I think there were like four or five different bars at the wedding. And um, on top of that, I was around a lot of people that I went to college with, which brings some insecurity out for me. I'll be the first one to say that. Um, And then on top of that, I was also in Charleston, which is a huge drinking town. But I made it through the weekend and I felt really proud of myself. I knew that I could do it. I didn't realize how hard some of the moments would be. I've posted a bunch of things on my TikTok and Instagram in regards to like, here are some of the coping mechanisms and tools that I use to make it through those moments that felt particularly excruciating. And I'll share some of those here now. I think the main thing was giving myself permission to take breaks. So, you know, people probably thought I had like a UTI or IBS or something because I was stepping away to the bathroom at the reception so often. I just needed to get some fresh air or just take a second for myself, you know, text someone, call someone, get some support in the moment to have things to fuel me to keep going. That was crucial. The next was just practicing presence, which sounds kind of woo-woo. But being able to stay in the moment and appreciate how lucky I was to be in this beautiful place, to witness this beautiful, momentous occasion in a good friend's life, to be with my mom, who I love very dearly, to be in a beautiful place, and also to be at a point in my life where I was finally sober after trying for so many years to stop drinking, being able to be present was so important. Because it kind of put into perspective, like, yes, it is hard to resist the urge to drink right now, but look at all of these other beautiful overarching things that are happening in my life right now that really make this worth it. 
I definitely was slinging Diet Cokes left and right. If you are, you know, a real, a real tried and true health and wellness girly, that probably makes your skin crawl. Um, but if you're newly sober, you know how crucial Diet Coke is. It's sometimes I feel like the only thing keeping me sober. And so between that and lots of club soda, like those were my lifelines throughout the night. And the last piece is I left when I was ready to leave. I didn't you know, bog myself down in guilt. I didn't look down on myself for leaving before other people. 10.30 rolled around. It had kind of just been getting harder and harder as the night went on to stand firm in my sobriety. And so I knew that it was important for me to stay sober above all else. And so, you know, I said my goodbyes and I left and I got home and I felt really good. And I was able to wake up early the next morning and just feel completely grateful that I had the wherewithal to extract myself from the situation when it no longer felt like I could be my best self or I could achieve my goals or I could stand firm in my sobriety if I stayed any longer. And I think the through line in all of this is that I have found that making peace with myself and where I am at this point in my journey is the most important thing. I've spent so much of my life in chaos and in turbulence in my own mind, (laughs) that right now in sobriety, like, of course, no one who's sober wants to be in a situation where they feel tempted to drink. That doesn't feel good. That doesn't make you, you know, feel like your best self. But I have had to make peace with the fact that that's where I am in my journey right now. Drinking is an all-consuming thought that I have. And instead of trying to fight that, I've kind of just had to make peace with it. And I think this is like a lot of what people talk about with mindfulness and meditation in general, right? Is like, it's not trying to fix or change or escape the thought. It's acknowledging that it's there and making peace with it. And only through that acknowledgement can we make any sort of real change and can we grow that relationship with ourselves? and can we build and can we build up like that mental strength and that mental I don't know if endurance is the right word, but just that mental fortitude um, going forward. And then yesterday was Thanksgiving, which was, of course, my first sober holiday. Kept it super small and intimate. Just did something easy with my boyfriend and some friends. And that was definitely the right call for this year. I think that for me personally, like being around a ton of people, a ton of extended family brings up a lot, a lot of stuff for me. And so being able to just kind of step back from that this year and keep it really low key was absolutely crucial. I made some mocktails. I had some of my Studio Knoll non-alcoholic wine, which was great, and just kind of kept busy the whole day with cooking, cleaning, you name it, and just kind of keeping my hands busy, you know, socializing, but not completely depleting my social battery to the point where I felt like I needed alcohol to keep going was just like paramount to my success. And I woke up this morning feeling good. And that is a feeling that I'm not sure I can ever remember having after Thanksgiving. And so not having an alcohol or an emotional hangover was absolutely meant. But outside of, you know, Thanksgiving Day, I can feel myself moving into some grief that I wasn't totally prepared for. So the other day I drove past this pizza shop. It's this like divey little hole in the wall late night pizza shop that I drive by virtually every single day. And I just had this pit in my stomach all of a sudden and I couldn't name it at first, but then I realized like, oh, 
I am feeling this weird sense of loss because the only time I've actually ever gone to that pizza shop was two years ago. I had just moved into my apartment. It was my first time living alone. I had come out of a really bad heartbreak and my mom brought a tree over for us to decorate together and we went and got pizza from that place. We drank beers and it was the first time my apartment ever really felt like a home And I just had like this complete, I don't know, like emotional collapse, I guess, because I was realizing that this was going to be the first of many moments that I was going to grieve not having this year. And I know I don't need alcohol to experience these things. Like it probably would have been just the same if we had pizza, not pizza and beer. But I think it's knowing that I'm going to have to relearn and sort of re-experience everything that I've typically experienced around the holidays cut through so much quote-unquote tradition that I've had over the years, like that's kind of an overwhelming thought. And I think one of the really tricky things about addiction is that once you name it, there is no going back. So, you know, once I voiced out into the world that I am an alcoholic, it's not really like I can just say that and bypass it and keep drinking. Like now that I've acknowledged it, I've spoken it into existence, I have to follow through each and every single day with my actions. (laughs) And so I, I think like with packaged up with grief is a little bit of like anger with myself as well for admitting that because I forced myself to change my life by speaking that into existence. And I'm not angry at myself all the time, right? I think there are just these brief moments and that's the important thing to emphasize is that they, they there are moments that do pass, there are feelings that do pass where I just feel this longing for the life that I had before, a life where I could do things without having to think critically about them, without having to like rail against this desire to drink, I could just go out and do it. And I and I do believe that like most every change you have in your life, every positive change you have isn't without negatives. It isn't without its drawbacks. It isn't without its period of grieving. It's the same as if like you decided that you wanted to run a marathon and so you had to start marathon training. Obviously, this is an amazing thing that you've decided to do. You are getting great exercise every day. You're more, you know, you're having more routine in your life. But on the flip side, there may be things that you have to cut out. You may have to cut out some of your favorite foods in order to fuel your body correctly. You may have to say no to certain social events. Like it's the same thing with sobriety. You are gaining so much, but just because you're gaining things, doesn't mean that you're not also losing certain things in a sense. And so I wish I could come on here and say like, here's how you avoid grief around the holidays as a newly sober person. But I have no idea. I don't actually think it's possible. I think it's just part of the healing journey. And so as much as I don't want to sit with this fucking pain, I have to sit with this fucking pain right now. And so if you're in it, know that I am in it with you and we're just going to continue to be really honest about how we feel and talk openly about it and also constantly remind ourselves that this this choice to be sober is amazing it is beautiful and sometimes the negatives feel so big that we forget how big the positives really are in our lives and again i think that's true of any change that you bring into your life There are, of course, things that I've noticed immediately with sobriety, certain shifts, you know, in my mood, in my relationships. But then there are the things that are kind of happening off in the wings, things that you don't always notice right away, but over time they present themselves to you and just 
being patient is it's very hard. It's very hard for me. It's really hard for most people. That's why patience is a virtue, right? Uh, most virtuous things do not come to us naturally or easily, but that doesn't mean that they aren't worth striving for and they aren't worth working towards. And so again, like there is no fix. There's no way to avoid moving through these stages of grief by any stretch of the imagination. And so I think you have to focus on the things that you can control. And I think the biggest thing for me that I know I can control right now is building up my toolbox for staying sober. And it's a lot of the stuff that I mentioned before that I used when I was at that wedding. You know, it's having the people that you can go to in times of crisis or when you feel that urge to drink. It's having other activities planned. It's always having other drinks around that you can enjoy. It's knowing that it's always okay to leave if you don't feel comfortable. You just have to focus on controlling, again, what you can control And you can't control their people, you can't control their reactions, you can't control their responses, but you can control how you respond to situations, how you allow yourself to exit certain situations. And and that's all you really need to focus on right now. And this is certainly not a one and done conversation, right? I know that as I get more days sober, my perspective is going to shift, it's going to change. This just happens to be where I am right now and where I am right now is challenging. I didn't believe that sobriety would fix everything in my life, but I also didn't believe that it would be this hard. Most things that are important and worth doing are challenging, and I'm keeping that in mind, and you know, I'm meditating on that, and I'm I'm holding that really, really close to my heart right now because I need I need to hear that and I need to constantly remind myself of that. But that doesn't change the fact that like where I am right now is challenging. I think there's going to be a really large part of me that will be completely and totally relieved after New Year's just to have kind of those three, I guess four. Oh, maybe I lied. I guess I did make it through Halloween sober, but I don't really always think of Halloween anyway, whatever. We made it through two holidays sober, so we're just going to leave it at that. Um, my Apparently, my memory is failing me right now, but once I make it to January 1st, you know, I'll have Halloween, I'll have Thanksgiving, I'll have Christmas, and I'll have New Year's under my belt, and I think that's going to feel like an accomplishment within itself. And as a final point here, if you are someone that is interested in getting sober or if you're sober curious and you're thinking to yourself, like, I want to do this, but... I feel like I just can't do it around the holidays. I completely understand that thought process. And that was certainly what I was feeling when I got sober. I was like, why the fuck would you choose to be sober in a time period where there are literally four major holidays in the span of like three months? That is ridiculous. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it is challenging. It is hard. But I, I think there are always reasons to not get sober or stay sober, right? Like there will always be opportunities to drink. There will always be myriad excuses to keep drinking. And so if you are able to truly cut through that noise, if you are able to truly stand in your power and have a conviction that is higher than peer pressure or your own insecurities, that is going to pay out in dividends for you. And again, it's not going to be easy. I can tell you from firsthand experience, but um, I will tell you that like, even though there are days and moments here and there that are really challenging on the whole, like I would not, I would not trade my life and my lifestyle for anything because sobriety has given me in the span of two months what I could not give myself for a decade. And that is like absolutely priceless. 
So if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so appreciative of all of you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, leave a review, and you are always more than welcome to slide into my DMs or my email with any questions you have or episode requests. I am all ears. And you can always find me on social media. My TikTok and Instagram are at Elizabeth, And then the podcast is at Wildly Basic West. I hope you all had a beautiful holiday and we will talk next time. Bye.